Welcome to the Boss Chick Podcast hosted by Kimmy Jane. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Boss Chick by Kimmy Jane. Today I'm going to be talking to you about how to deal with setbacks. At various points in our lives we are all met with setbacks, failures and obstacles. Some are small, like a speed bump, just enough to slow us down for a little bit. And then some are huge, like a wall and stop us entirely in our tracks. But while difficult, challenging and often heartbreaking, all of them give us an opportunity to pause, restart, reflect, learn, grow and reshape our lives. So... Before we get into a couple of steps to stay on track after dealing with setbacks, I thought I would share one of my own. So let's travel back in time to when I was probably about, I want to say 19 or 20 years old. And I um, I live in Tasmania, which is a kind of smaller-ish state in Australia. And anyway, I really wanted to have a crack at modeling. And there aren't really any opportunities, or there definitely weren't really, back um, when I was in my early 20s in Tasmania. So I took some pretty average <laughs> photos of myself thinking back, thinking um, I was trying to be very vogue. And I literally just took pictures like in my bedroom against the wall and not even good lighting, just using a little camera. But anyway, and I took these photos, I measured myself up and I sent off so many emails to like every modeling and casting agency in Melbourne and wow I was so confident I was like I'm gonna have so many offers coming back I'm so excited but pretty much one after the other every agency was like sorry not taking any more people or not interested or thanks for applying maybe try again later and I was like I was so disappointed. I was like, I haven't even had a chance to show you who I am or be in front of you. You're just judging me off these photos. And honestly, they were terrible photos. I think they made the right choice at the time. But anyway, super disappointing. But there was one agency that actually came back and said, yes, they would like to meet me. And, you know, when when could I come over and meet with them so I think I had like a casual job so I had some you know money saved up so I booked myself some tickets just to do a fly-in fly-out trip to Melbourne just a day trip and I remember waking up that day and I was like this is the beginning of a new me I'm going to become famous I'm going to be the next Miranda Kerr (laughs) oh my god and I did my hair and makeup full glam really cute outfit went to the airport, got in the plane, and the whole time I was like, had this quiet (laughs) excitement that today was going to be the kind of like turning point in my life. And I landed in Melbourne, caught a bus or something into the city, and then got a taxi out to this modeling agency. And the modeling agency, maybe this is normal, but it was out in almost... Not suburbia, but it wasn't in the CBD. So I'm in this taxi and we're driving around. We're getting further and further out of the city. And I honestly was like, this is how I'm going to die. This is not a good idea. I shouldn't have come by myself. What am I doing? And anyway, I get out of the taxi and I'm just in this random 
kind of quiet street with those houses and I was like this does not look right get out of the taxi I go up and sure enough it is this modeling agency and I meet the receptionist and I'm nervous as all hell (laughs) and I'm like hi I'm Kimberly I'm here to meet with I don't know so and so and they're like yes just take a seat and I sat there I was looking around and they had pictures of all of their current models on the walls and I was like ah that's gonna be me (laughs) how wrong I was sat there and then they called me into this meeting room and it was these two gentlemen who I think were the owners of the modeling agency or directors and they're like oh do you have your portfolio I was like yes and I handed over a portfolio with some modeling pictures some uh, more professional pictures of myself gave it to them they didn't take long I would say they flicked through it for about 30 seconds I don't think they asked me a single question maybe just how old I was and how tall I was and then they were like sorry I don't think we're going to be looking to be working with you but thank you so much for coming and I was like "Mm -hmm. thank you so much for the opportunity to come and see you bye stood up turned around, walked down the stairs back onto the street and was like, don't cry, (laughs) don't cry. (laughs) Because I had literally flown all the way from Hobart to Melbourne, well, all the way, it was only like an hour and a half or an hour flight, Um, made my way thinking this is going to be my Cinderella moment and it was over in like 30 seconds, maybe 60 seconds, just like that. And I called a taxi and I was like, I couldn't have felt worse in that moment, I don't think. I was like, my life's over. What's the point in anything? My dreams will never come true. And anyway, luckily I just was blessed and I had the funniest taxi driver pick me up. And I'll never forget the experience. I get into this car with this gentleman who, um, I can't remember which country he was originally from, but he had a really cool accent. And he was like, oh, where, where do you want to go? And I was like, oh... Just, just back to the, back to the train station, because I was getting a train back to the airport or something, and or bus. I can't remember actually. And uh, he was like, "Oh, okay." He's like, "Oh, what have you, what have you been up to today?" And I was like, "Oh, I um, yeah, I went to a modeling agency, and uh, yeah, I was just trying to, trying to get work, trying to be, um, trying to join a modeling agency." And he was like, "Oh, how did it go?" And I was like, "Not good. I'm not tall enough, and they weren't interested in." Um, in taking me on their books or putting me on their books and he like almost stopped the taxi (laughs) and was like what I was like yeah he's like but the shoes you have the shoes don't you and I was like yeah yeah I have high heels they're in my bag and he's like we can go back we can go back just just tell them you put the shoes on and then you're tall enough easy and I was like oh no I don't think it's that simple I told them I had the shoes (laughs) But he was so funny and he was like, oh, no, 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 don't worry about them. They're stupid. They're stupid. Don't even worry about them. He's like, let's go to a different modeling agency. And I was like, oh, I don't think so. I don't think you can just turn up. He's like, yeah, 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 let's go, let's go. And I was like, oh, my gosh. All right, let's just entertain this for a second. So I Googled, I don't know, a different agency. We turned up. I went up to the buzzer. I was like, I said, hi, I'm Kimmy. Just wondering if I could um, see someone. I'm just in Melbourne. Um, just visiting agencies and they're like do you have an appointment I was like no and they're like sorry we don't take walk-ins and I was like it's okay (laughs) 
bye get back in the taxi and he's like what's going on I was like they don't take walk-ins and he's like oh my god anyway eventually I convinced this guy to just take me to the (laughs) bus station (laughs) and get on with my life um in my misery but it was honestly meant to be I think that he was my taxi driver that day because I went from being like my dreams are dashed these two guys have told me I'm not tall enough and that I just felt like there's no point ever trying again basically and then I get in the car and this guy's like you just need to wear high heel shoes that like it's so simple your problem you have no problem <laughs> and I was like yeah I guess who cares what they think I just need to have higher high heel shoes like so simple and it was a really uplifting experience and then I didn't feel as bad for some reason I was like who cares so made my way back to Hobart and maybe did some wound licking so to speak and was like wow that was diabolical not doing that again but it didn't stop me I think there was like a probably a long period where I was like I'm never going to go for any modeling or acting things ever again because that was such a depressing experience but then I think time passed and I was like well well, being on stage and anything sort of to do with performing arts that's where I, I do think I feel most alive and I kind of reflected on it and thought just because those two guys didn't think I was a good fit for them doesn't mean I'm not going to be a good fit for someone else doesn't mean that that's where my career or my aspirations are going to end and I sort of regrouped and I thought about it and I thought okay modeling is a harsh industry it really is you know it was maybe not so much today I think we're we have a lot more diversity with the models that we see now but back then it was like unless you were six foot skinny tall kind of had a certain look that was it and unlike other careers where you're judged on your you know experience your acumen your studies it's just very hard but I sort of thought I'm going to turn this into a positive and I'm going to take control about how I get to step into these sorts of performing arts roles or modeling acting whatever and I started you know a YouTube channel I have done things like starting a podcast and funnily enough through doing that I have had opportunities to be a model and an MC and be on stage and do all these really cool things and I'm really glad that I didn't let that one experience stop me from trying to pursue things that I find really enjoyable. And that's why I want to talk today about overcoming setbacks because it can be really hard to bounce back when we experience negative things or we experience these setbacks, whether it's applying for a job and not getting it and then feeling like you're never going to be able to get a better job or you have a bad relationship and then you blame yourself or something for the demise of it. I don't know, there's so many things in life you can can't you kind of can't go through life without experiencing some kind of setback because sometimes things just don't work out but I think what we do as humans sometimes is when we do have a setback we sort of like we try to find a big reason for it like if we don't get a job instead of saying oh you know someone else must have had a bit more experience than me we tend to blame ourselves and be like I wasn't good enough or maybe I said the wrong thing in the interview and we go down this rabbit hole instead of going the other way and just thinking more positively and being more resilient and just getting on with the next thing we can get stuck in our setbacks so I 
I'm not a guru. I'm definitely not a psychologist or anything like that, but I have done some research and reading and I'm going to share three steps today on how to overcome setbacks. So here we go. Okay. Number one is to allow yourself to feel disappointment. I know it's so annoying when people say, oh, don't worry, it could be worse, or at least you're alive, be thankful for what you have, or you just have to think positively. Honestly, it's so annoying when you experience a setback and you just want to like feel all the feelings, be angry, be disappointed, and people are trying to tell you to be positive. It's like, are you not listening to me? Just let me, let me have my moment. So you know, when your peers deny or minimize your feelings, it's not only unhelpful, but it can also be harmful. When we experience setbacks that affect our health, finances, relationships, careers, it can feel really deflating and helpless. And these are normal reactions. And I think it's important to give those feelings the respect they deserve, but to not dwell too long um, on them just to avoid you know that negative spiral so give yourself a few days to feel the negative feelings cry shake your fists at whatever god you may or may not believe in and then try and focus on a future goal to get you moving forward okay number two is reflect on the setback so after experiencing a major setback it's a good idea to reflect on what caused it to happen so you can learn from it and avoid it from happening again in the future. Like for me, I mean, not that this was the biggest setback in the world, but I guess having two guys tell me I wasn't good enough to be a model in their books was hard. But then I reflected on that and thought, okay, yeah, I'm only 167 centimeters tall. I'm not 180 centimeters tall. And I knew that they had a minimum height and I ignored it, but I still went to Melbourne, spent all that money to meet them to just try And I'm proud that I had the confidence to do that. Did it work out? No. Now I'm going to apply for things where I know I'm going to have a better chance at succeeding. And that to me was more like acting and public speaking and that sort of thing where there is no height minimum. So anyway, back to this point on reflecting on the setback. So if it is something that's out of your control, like an unexpected illness or injury or the loss of someone close to you, I really don't think there's a need to search for a lesson because that was out of your control. Sometimes in life, bad stuff happens to really good people for absolutely no reason. And I think the longer you try and find a reason, I think it can end up making you suffer for longer. And sometimes it's best to accept and just move on. Um, But for things where you can have some influence like, you know, jobs, um, relationships, that sort of thing. It's really important to break down the factors that led to your setback so you can change your approach in the future. For example, you might have applied for a job, got to the interview stage, and then you were unsuccessful. And in this case, you could reach out to the company and ask for feedback. And this will allow you to understand if you missed out because you lacked a particular skill, or if it just came down to the fact that the successful applicant had more experience than you. So this information will allow you to identify areas you need to upskill on and select roles that are more aligned to your experience. Another example would be if you organized an event for the first time, like a wedding or a huge birthday party, 
And let's just say things didn't go to plan. Like there wasn't enough food or the alcohol ran out too quickly or the toilets were too far away from the main venue or like there wasn't a microphone for the speeches because you didn't think to organize one. These are easy examples of where you would reflect, realize you could have done better and then just make a list to remember for next time. And number three is remember what your why is. And what does this mean? Well, this means reflecting on why you do what you do. Why do you study hard for your exams? Why do you choose to save instead of buying a new wardrobe every payday? Why do you go to the gym five days a week? Everyone has some kind of goal or lifestyle or sort of dream environment that they're in, that they're working towards. And it's that kind of vision of our best future selves that will keep you motivated through tough times. If you don't have a strong vision of where you want to be, then it can be tricky to stay on track. If you want to really get clear, I recommend getting a journal and writing out who your best future self is. What does she do for work? Is she in an office or a movie studio? What kind of clothes does she wear? What does she do in her free time? Does she travel? Um, When you journal, you'll be able to paint a picture of who you want to be. And what does that life look like? It may look like a certain job or lifestyle, but whatever it is, write what that looks like to you. Then keep your journal somewhere. You'll see it every day, like next to your bed. And next time you have a tough day or experience a setback, you can read that journal entry and remind yourself why you need to keep on pushing to achieve your goals. And lastly, be patient. (laughs) Good things take time. They don't happen overnight and life is full of setbacks. If you want to succeed at whatever your goals are in life, you have to keep putting one foot in front of the other and not not let yourself give up because just one door closes. If you keep taking steps, no matter how small, you're still propelling yourself forward. For example, Jennifer Coolidge, who is a famous American actress, didn't start acting or getting her major acting roles until her 30s. Before then, she was a poor waitress in LA, living in an old servant's quarters and working and waiting for her big break. And because she continued to work for her dream and didn't give up because she wasn't a famous actress by age 21... She is a successful actress to this very day, showing that age is no limit to success. So remember, don't put pressure on yourself to achieve everything by a certain date. There are short-term goals, but there are also long-term goals, which usually take a lot more planning, research, trial and error before we reach them. And that is what makes them worth it. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. It would mean the world to me if you could leave a rating or follow me on Instagram at the Boss Chick by Kimmy Jane. Thank you for listening and I hope to see you all next time. Bye.